Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome into this 24-7 Sports Transfer Portal special. I'm Colin Kennedy, joined by my guy, Clint Brewster. Ready to talk some ball. And it's Transfer Portal season, baby. You ready to dive in? Yes, sir. Let's go. This guy put in a whole lot of work to get this done, and we're about to dive into the brand new set of Transfer Portal rankings, starting with the top 10. Taking a look here at the very top of the list. Very intriguing group, but we definitely want to point out some of the unique perspectives. Maybe the most boring of it all, though, Clint. Caleb Williams is still number one. That's an easy pick for me. I, I think <laughs> yeah. he, he is an easy one to go number one. You, you saw what he did in the spring game. He was head and shoulders, I think, above any quarterback in the country. You know, you look what he can do with his arm, with his legs, from processing. He had such a, a great grip on that offense. It was just remarkable. It was just like, obviously, he's been working um, with, with the head coach for a couple years now, so that, that helps. But he really has some special gifts special abilities what he can do and, and it was it was on full display in the spring game I mean he's a he's a no-brainer for me at, at number one yeah I think the unique thing with Caleb Williams still being number one you mentioned a couple of years people will say well Caleb Williams was a true freshman last year Clint but people forget Caleb Williams during his recruitment watched a ton of film with Lincoln Riley and that's ultimately helped him continue to thrive in this type of offense absolutely I mean you could it was, like I said it was on full display at, at the spring game and, and uh, just how comfortable he was and, and how in command he was was just something else. The, the way the ball gets out, the, his accuracy, mm-hmm. I mean, it was hard to, to say anything negatively about him. <laughs> Mobility's <that>. pretty good <laughs> too, right? Yep. So it's obvious that Caleb Williams will be the number one guy, but let's move on down the list a little bit because we have three new five stars, Clint, and I want to start with none other than the 2021 Bolitnikoff Award winner, Jordan Addison. Yeah, Jordan Addison, I mean, he's, he's going to be ranked is at a 98 mm. as a five as a five star we think that he's going to be a first round draft pick you know like there, there was six first round receivers um, this past year in the NFL draft and none of them won the Bolitnikov. so that that just shows you that, that <laughs> that's because uh, he did right yeah exactly <laughs> that that just shows you I think he's a top five top 10 football player in the country overall and and I mean just he's got such special ability to uncover to to separate to get downfield, to get behind coverage, and it's just it's it's remarkable. He's only 175, 180 pounds, but he's mm-hmm. really tough to get down. You know what he can do after the catch was just was, was pretty amazing this past year. And, and whoever gets him, it's it's kind of like they're striking gold. You know they they they're they're uh, they're getting a lot of production. Um, you know at the receiver position. Easy to say for sure. Jordan Addison now one of the brand new five stars in the brand new 24/7. Sports transfer portal player rankings. Let's go to another brand new five-star here, Clint. Jameer Gibbs going to Alabama, already proving to be a special talent and going to be a special player in that Crimson Tide backfield. Everybody's excited about him. He's another I, I know one. I am. <laughs> <laughs> he's another. He's another one in the uh, in, in the spring game that you saw what he could do. You know, with his one-cut ability to to uh, to to get through creases and and really take off. He's got home run speed. You know, you look at the the uh, 
Alvin Kamara vibes for him. He, he's got the, the third third down ability to, to, to catch the ball, and, and I think he's going to be perfect in that offense. He doesn't try to dance too much. He just, he, he's no nonsense. He gets downfield. He's, he's, he's one cut. You know, he can be elusive and shifty, but he can also bring some power and some toughness to, to the running back position, and you know Nick Saban loves that. Yeah, I'm really excited to see how he impacts Alabama this season because obviously you mentioned he's a really special runner of the football, but also an incredible talent out of the backfield in the passing game. I think they're going to be able to utilize him in both ways. And of course, offensive line questions, you probably want to get that ball out quick. Could mean just getting him the ball as a handoff or tossing it to him out in the flat or in the screen game. So Jameer Gibbs is another brand new five-star, but let's close it out with this. Eli Ricks another Alabama Crimson Tide member, he earns his fifth star. Yeah, there, there's a, a couple concerns about him, but he's one of the most physically talented cornerbacks you'll see just mm-hmm. as far as his his length. And, and uh, you know, he gambles a lot. And, and a lot of times he gambles right. And, uh, you know, I, I think that that uh, he's a he's a really special talent. You know, like I said, with with his wingspan, the way he can cover on an island is is pretty uh, is pretty remarkable. Um, you know, if he can put it all together, I think he's, he's you know, could be one of the top cornerbacks taken in the draft. It's pretty crazy because you and I were talking about this the other day in the office. Alabama just got him for the heck of it. And I think it's intriguing because he's someone who's receiving a ton of first round buzz going into the 2023 draft. But at the same time, he's in somewhat of a position battle with Kool-Aid McKinstry and Kyrie Jackson, two, two guys who really impressed down the stretch of that national title run for Alabama. Obviously didn't win it, but they have those two corners that help them get there and now Eli Ricks factors into the position room that probably factors into some of the concerns you were talking about absolutely anyway let's close it out with this we want to go now from the top 10 to the top 20 so as we take a list from 11 through 20 respectively one guy that you and I both love Clint Michael Trigg heading to Ole Miss yeah you saw what he did to the in this spring game I keep going back to what these guys what these guys did in the spring game because it's it's fresh on our minds and mm-hmm. and um, you saw what he can do uh you know his detached versatility when he's when he's uh lined up out wide he's a great mismatch he's great in condensed small areas in in uh in red zone, he can really outbody defenders, and he's got ability to run after the catch, which is is huge for a guy that big. Um, he's got really exciting abilities. I think that he can be a, a, a special a special player, a, a focal point of that that Lane Kiffin high powered offense. Yeah, obviously we talk a lot about how Lane Kiffin likes to stretch the field, but hey, those tight ends when they're on, Lane Kiffin's not afraid to use them, and I think Trigg kind of epitomizes what the new age tight end is and as he's shown he can get it done athletically or when you got to be tough I think Trigg is a fascinating talent in that Lane Kiffin offense I also want to highlight a guy that you and I talked about a ton as well Michigan got a really good one in Victor Oluwatimi the center who now climbs up to number 13. Yeah he's one that you know there was a ton of great reports on him after spring ball throughout spring ball just how he's such a leader you know you want your center to be so smart um, to be a leader of that that, that offensive line he's athletic enough to to do all those reach blocks and and all the the the, the athleticism you need as a as a center and um you know michigan obviously produces them mm-hmm. you know they just had a great center uh, i think that he'll be the next one there at, at yeah they, they won the 
Joe Moore Ward at Michigan, but it's interesting. Obviously, Oluwatimi drew rave reviews at Virginia. He now enters that room, potentially commands it. I think it's a perfect fit and addresses a really serious need for Michigan as they try to continue that type of play style along the offensive line. Now, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, the man himself, the transfer portal king, and our own 24-7 sports transfer portal insider, Chris Hummer, is going to join us to talk about quarterbacks, big pictures, and of course, some transfer portal superlatives. We'll be right back. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to the show. Colin Kennedy here with Clint Brewster, of course. But hey, we now welcome in the Transfer Portal King himself, Mr. Chris Hummer. How we doing, sir? Thanks for joining us. Absolutely, man. Excited to talk some football, man. Should be fun. Yeah, man. This will be a lot of fun. Obviously, we have some intriguing stuff going on with our brand new Transfer Portal rankings, but we've got a lot to talk about, including the quarterbacks. Now, Clint and I just talked about A1, Caleb Williams, who remains the number one player in the rankings. Chris, what do you like about what he's done at USC, and what have you heard about him continuing to prove he's the number one player in the Transfer Portal cycle? I mean, I don't think there's much doubt he's the number one quarterback at USC. That was never really in question. Lincoln Riley might stretch it out a while. We all know that Lincoln can have uh, a little debate about their quarterback position publicly, but everybody knows Caleb Williams is the guy. I've heard he's had an excellent spring. Um, he's been a leader down there. Everybody who's seen Caleb Williams play knows he's a pretty magnetic personality, and I think he's taken on a leadership role in Los Angeles in the short time he's been there. And we all saw what he did at Oklahoma last year. When he is humming and when he's got a great pieces around him, he is a first-round talent at quarterback, and I fully expect him and Lincoln Riley's system to keep up that production he has as a true freshman, which if he does keep it up, is probably going to put him in the Heisman consideration. Yeah, we might to get to that a little bit later, Chris. So nice little tease for later on in the show. But speaking of first round talents, we got a guy with the potential to be one here pretty soon. You're in Austin, Texas. So you know where I'm going next. Quinn Ewers playing with the Longhorns, impressing the spring game. What do you like about what he's accomplished so far with Texas? I mean, other than that beautiful mane he's got flowing in the back of his head, I think the reviews about Quinn have been really strong in Austin. I actually had a source in the program tell me he's been better than advertised. And that advertisement was about as big as you're going to get mm. in Times Square. Um, he was our formal number one overall player in the 2021 class. He is somebody I think our recruiting evaluators consider a generational talent, and he's been really, really good at Texas so far. He's still locked in a quarterback battle with Hudson Card right now, but I do expect at the end of the day, Quinn Ewers will win that battle for Texas, and he's going to be a pretty big upgrade at quarterback if he lives up to expectations. And I think I think people around Austin are pretty excited about what he's going to bring to the table. He did some special things during the spring game, but Clint, man, if 
People are saying he's even better than advertised. That's pretty hefty praise. That's huge. I mean, he's got the poise. You can see how cool the kid is. I mean, he's got the state of Texas on his shoulders. He's the most important recruit, you know, in, at, at Texas in a long, long time. And he's got uh, the arm as big as Texas, you know, not to be corny, but, but uh, that was good. you know, but, but he, but he has that. He's got the weapons around him now. I just, I think he's, he's really set up for, for, to, to have great success there. I think that he will. You know, I want to see him be a little bit more meticulous underneath. I want to see him be a little bit more accurate on the on the underneath routes and, and stuff. But, mm-hmm. but um, man, I can't wait to watch him at, at Texas with the weapons that he's got on the outside. And, and, and uh, it's, it's going to be exciting. Plus, what Steve Sarkeesian could do as a play caller with a guy like Quinn, that type of arm, I mean, could be some really special things in Austin. Like you mentioned, too, really impressive talent around him. So hopefully he can capitalize that. And then, of course, live up to the billing that maybe we undersold. So that's incredibly uh, fascinating to me. But I want to talk about some of the stuff that, that we're mentioning in terms of quarterbacks and the praise, because maybe a little bit too much was put on Jackson Dart, the incoming Ole Miss quarterback. Didn't necessarily impress at the spring game, Clint, and so now we kind of have to wonder what he's going to look like in 2022. Yeah, we saw what he did at, at USC, and you know, you see what kind of player he is. He can, he's got first-round talent with, without a doubt. It, it's a little bit concerning when Lane Kiffin says he's still trying to figure out the offense. You don't really want to hear that mm-hmm. as a quarterback, but he is brand new. They're, um, you know, new system. You know, he, he Luke Altmaier looked, you know, better than him in the spring game. So, you know, that's, it's, uh, He's going to drop down a couple spots for us, but I don't think there's much reason to fret about about him. Um, he's he's he, he could be still a, a tremendous tremendous player for them, very productive, and I I think that you know I'm I'm excited still for what for what he can do. You know maybe uh, uh, the 99 ranking was a little bit too rich for him, mm. so you know he'll bump down just a couple spots, but you know still he's he's got tremendous uh, ability. Yeah, I mean he's still a top 10. Talent talent, but Hummer going to you, I think we've received some reviews so far that, hey, this guy's still got a ways to go. And while he has a ton of potential, he still has to realize it to a degree. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to stress, like, I've still heard really glowing reviews about that talent. Like, the people at Ole Miss that I've talked to have still been blown away by his tools. Like, his arm is really impressive. His mobility and his ability to make things happen out of structure. Stuff we saw him do at USC is still elite. But I think there is a hesitation with him in terms of learning the offense. And also, there's this is something that Matt Corral struggled with earlier in his career, too, which I think is interesting. It's making the right decisions and maybe freelancing a little too often is like something I've heard from sources that Jackson Dart needs to work on in addition to maybe learning the offense a little bit more. But those are things that you improve over time. He's still a really young quarterback. He was a late riser in the recruiting circuit anyway. He really came on the scene as a senior coming out of Utah and he got thrust into a really difficult situation at USC, had that huge debut, and then maybe didn't play that well because of an injury right after that. But I still think the potential's there. I just don't know if he's a slam dunk, home run, whatever um, metaphor in sports you want to use, <laughs> like Quinn Ewers and Caleb Williams are at this point. But there's nothing wrong with that. I still think he's going to be an excellent quarterback, and I still think he justifies being a top 10 player in these rankings. He just might not be 
the all-American caliber player right away that maybe that 99 rating that he initially had would have uh, said about him. Speaking of difficult situations and recalibrating expectations, you say none of it when it comes to Spencer Rattler. That's your guy, and you said in a meeting the other day, you're the Spencer Rattler apologist. Why is that, my man? Yeah, I mean, I just love Spencer Rattler. I love, like, his confidence, his cockiness, whatever word you want to use, like, dating all the way back to the All-American Bowl. He's just a fun guy to watch, and he probably hasn't always had the best moments as a personality um, at his time in Oklahoma. He was in a really difficult situation, and I can only imagine how I would have handled that as a 20-year-old. But fact remains, like, he has been really good in his career. Was he perfect at Oklahoma? No. There are probably, like, two to four throws a game. If you were Lincoln Riley, you were covering your eyes, like, wondering what is happening. But the talent is still there, and I think at South Carolina, in a system and with a coach he's very familiar with in Shane Beamer, I think he's going to be very successful. He's a huge upgrade over the quarterback South Carolina trotted out last year. At times, South Carolina was starting a converted GA at quarterback. So Spencer Rattler, a potential first rounder, is a monumental upgrade for them. They've got some really nice skill pieces. Their tight end room is one of the best in the country. Really good running backs, some good receivers. I think Spencer Rattler's going to have a huge year, and I think he's justified in his rankings here. He's going to be excellent for South Carolina. Let's spread a little bit more Spencer Rattler love because, Clint, here, you are a big Spencer Rattler guy as well. And, hey, South Carolina exceeded expectations a year ago with a GA quarterback, Spencer Rattler. He's a lot better. I think so. I mean, nobody gets gets the ball downfield as effortlessly and as quick as as Spencer Rattler. He's got Heisman talent, first round talent. He needed a fresh start. You know, I, I love him in that in that um, in that offense there with Marcus Satterfield. It's kind of innovative. They can do a lot. They've they've got the the weapons like um, like Chris said. And I uh, I, I, I like um, the the future of, of Gamecock football with Spencer Rattler. Shane Beamer is doing some pretty special things, and Spencer Rattler can continue to forward that type of momentum. Hey, big season for Rattler, big time program addition for the Gamecocks, and who knows where they're headed moving forward. Now, real quick, we're going to get Hummer and Clint on this one because it's a little bit of an intriguing topic. Max Johnson is the last quarterback that I want to highlight because he is moving up in our updated transfer portal rankings, but Clint, you you still on the table for him. Why is that? I think that he fits the Jimbo offense really, really well to a T, better than any of the quarterbacks that they have there. You know, he's got the experience. I like what he did at LSU, and it wasn't a very favorable situation for him there. And he mm-hmm. still had good production, good touchdown to interception ratio. He he uh, he's going to take what the offense gives him. He's a great leader. He's accurate. Um, I think that he's going to win the job um, in College Station, and and uh, I'm excited about him. You know, there's there's kind of some mixed reviews. You know, he he wasn't perfect in the spring game, but I like what I see from him. He he fits the uh, the the pro style scheme there very well. Yeah, I mean, look, when we're talking about those AM quarterbacks, the winds were like at 17 miles an hour during the AM spring game, so you try not to make too much of it, but I do want to talk about those other quarterbacks and their relation to Max Johnson Hummer because Clint said it's not a guarantee that he wins that job. And I think you're you're someone who said, okay, Max Johnson's a good quarterback, but he has a little bit of a battle on his hands and that might be a little bit of a hesitancy draw. Yeah, absolutely. I think people forget about Haynes King a little bit. He was AM starter to open last season. Former elite recruit himself. Also just one of the best athletes at the quarterback position in college football. He's like a legitimate sub four or five guy, 35 plus inch vertical. Like the dude can move. And Haynes is somebody that I know Jimbo Fisher really, really likes. And I think it's going to be a battle all the way through fall camp. And I've heard different things about the quarterback position there. And I will say 
one thing in Haynes King's favor here, and not to disparage Max Johnson, because I also do think he would be an excellent fit in that West Coast system that Jimbo Fisher runs. AM's receiver position still to this day is a question mark. And the ability to get something out of your quarterback with their feet is something Haynes King provides that nobody else in that room does, at least Max Johnson. Connor Weigman, the five-star true freshman, is a different story. He's an excellent athlete as well. Yeah. But I think there's a possibility that Haynes ends up being the guy. And I could be very wrong. Like Max Johnson could end up taking this job, absolutely. But it's it's definitely going to be a battle with your fall camp. It was interesting because Gigum 24-7 reported, hey, Max Johnson's definitely a favorite. Haynes King is obviously there. But Connor Wigman made some noise up until right around that spring game that we're talking about. So that AM quarterback room still relatively open but hey max johnson could have the early edge all right let's go to some transfer portal superlatives gentlemen this will be interesting because we're going to give some titles and some awards if you will to some incoming transfers and i want to start with the most impactful transfer of the 22 cycle hummer who is that for you i gotta go tanner McAllister from ohio state coming over from oklahoma state kind of a curveball i guess going the defensive side since we talk so much offense here yeah. but tanner was one of the best cornerbacks in the big 12 last year with Without much question. He was one of the best players in Jim Knowles' defense, and Jim Knowles is coming over from Oklahoma State with Tanner McAllister to Ohio State. And Ohio State's secondary was a problem last year. It really struggled. It's a big reason they lost games to Michigan State and Michigan, um, in addition to some of the tackling in the front seven. But Tanner McAllister is an intriguing chess piece. He's going to play nickel for them. He can play in the box. He can defend the run if he needs to. He's also excellent in coverage. Gives you a lot of flexibility in the secondary for some of those other pieces there to come along for Ohio State. And I I just think he's going to flat out be one of the best players in the Big Ten. And given that Ohio State's going to contend for a national championship, I think he, without question, is going to be one of the most impactful transfers of the cycle. All right, let's go to Clint. Your most impactful transfer from the 2022 cycle is? I like Eric Gentry. Mm. That's going That's going to USC from Arizona State. He's a freshman All-American. He's 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, kind of looks like a pterodactyl. He's, he's, <laughs> he's just abnormal, freaky. Uh, lengthy. His game is is very disruptive. He's got some physicality at that length. You know, he's he's got the the, the athleticism that you want. Um, he can get around the edge. I think college football fans are are gonna learn about Eric Gentry. Mm-hmm. You know, very very soon if they haven't already. Basically, he's not a giraffe out there, is what you're saying. And obviously, yes. Alex Grinch really needs him to step up. So it's a, it's exciting to see how he will fit into that speed D defense, which is become somewhat of a hesitant type of phrase but hey when you get a frame like that with that type of ability certainly intriguing and potentially impactful all right hummer let's go to our next superlative here because i'd mentioned intriguing so who is your most intriguing 2022 transfer player i think it's cameron ward the washington state quarterback he's somebody we have in the top 20 i don't know how many people are actually familiar with him he's coming over from incarnate word a very small school in san antonio but he was an fcs all-american this past year he won the jerry rice award during the spring of 2020 um, which is given to the best freshman in the fcs that's the same award trey lance won the year before him um cameron ward is somebody i've had multiple college coaches that were looking at his film say has potential generational talent we talked about that earlier with Quinn Ewers. Cameron Ward has elite, elite, elite tools. I think the question with him is how is he going to adjust to the power five? It's obviously a pretty big jump for him. And also, he's I don't want to say he's raw, but he's a person that was essentially running the triple option two years ago in high school. So 
it's going to be a bit of an adjustment process for him, but the tools are there. And he's got some things working in his favor at Washington State. His coach at Incarnate Word, Eric Morris, is now the offensive coordinator at Washington State, so he's going to be very familiar with the system. And his favorite receiver, Robert Farrell, is coming over from Incarnate Word with him to Washington State. That school, obviously, is very used to running the air raid, air raid with Mike Leach being there for so long, and that's a similar system what Eric Morris is going to run. So there's a lot of things working in his favor, but it's just kind of a mystery about what he's going to look like on the Power 5 level but I think he's going to be one of the better players in the Pac-12 right away, at least personally. You were all over this recruitment and transfer portal process, and I think that's some really good insight because we talk a lot about these quarterbacks. Maybe Ward has flown under the radar, but clearly a lot in his favor, and that certainly adds the intrigue. Speaking of intrigue, Clint, your most intriguing 2022 transfer player is? We got to go with Spencer Rattler. You know, we've mm. been talking about him enough. I mean, I don't see I don't see why he wouldn't be. All, I mean, all eyes are on this kid from, you know, how he he was a, a Heisman hopeful, uh, you know, a, a year ago in the situation that, that he was in. He says it was a toxic situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of haters out there, uh, Spencer Rattler haters, but I'm a Spencer Rattler lover. I want to see him prove the doubters wrong. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be so interesting to see what he does there in the SEC playing, you know, against uh, SEC competition mm-hmm. week in and week out. We're, we're going to find out uh, what Spencer Rattler's made of. And I think what adds to the intrigue with him, too, is if he does what you're talking about and proves everyone wrong, he might not only do that, but in the process, elevate himself into first-round NFL draft contention, which is always very interesting when we talk about Spencer Rattler. All right, moving forward, gentlemen, we talk about impactful intrigue, but who are we not talking about? Chris, let's go to you. The under-the-radar or sleeper transfer from the 2022 cycle for you. Yeah, I really like Tavian Robinson, who's going from Virginia Tech to Kentucky. He's somebody I think we have ranked in the mid-hundreds in our transfer portal rankings, and I can understand why, but I also think taking over that role in the slot that Wandale Robinson was so successful with at Kentucky last year, Tavion Robinson has the potential to elevate himself in a day-true NFL draft consideration. I think he's that sort of talent. He was quietly one of the more explosive players in the ACC last year. He is a high-level punt returner in addition to being a really big threat out of the slot, and I think he's going to do a lot of the things that Wandale Robinson did last year for Kentucky. Um, he's obviously got a potential first-round quarterback in Will Levis, which is an interesting sentence to say, but that has mm. been a lot of the buzz in NFL circles recently. And I think he's going to be a really nice fit in that offense. I, I think he's going to have a huge year, and I think he's somebody we could talk about at the end of the year as being an all-SEC type receiver if things go right. So I really like Tavian Robinson. Yeah, hey, we saw what Wandale Robinson did transferring into Kentucky and then elevating himself into NFL draft contention. Similar situation here. It certainly could happen. All right, Clint, let's go to you. The under-the-radar or sleeper transfer that you're keeping an eye on in 2022? Grant Wells, the quarterback. Not a lot of people are talking about him. Quarterback going to Virginia Tech from Marshall. He threw for over 3,500 yards last year. He needs to take care of the ball a little bit better. But what I saw from him in the spring game is that that he can do that. He looked very sharp, very accurate, very comfortable. He's got some weapons in in Jaden Blue. I just, I I really, I really think that that he can command that offense and kind of help Virginia Tech win some games. You know, he's got the arm. He can make all the throws at all levels of the field. You know, he seems very relaxed and comfortable out there already in that offense. And I I like, uh, I like what I've seen from him so far at at Virginia Tech. He 
he can do new head coach Brent Pry a whole lot of favors by living up to that type of expectation. I obviously mm-hmm. know that not a lot of people are talking about him, but it seems like a lot of people are on high on him in that program. And if he delivers, man, the Hokies are sitting pretty right now as they continue to thrive what seems like in the offseason under Brent Pry. All right, gentlemen, we've seen Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow transfers make their way to New York as Heisman contenders. So I want to do this. I'm going to say that Chris has got a pick I really love, but Clint, let's go to you first because you've got the low-hanging fruit here. There's a clear favorite for that trip. I had to go, I had to go <laughs> with, with Caleb Williams. You know, there's, I don't know how you could pick anyone else, you know, in this, yeah. in this situation. Obviously, Lincoln Riley is, is no stranger to having a Heisman quarterback. And with the weapons that he has at, at USC, the, the wide receivers, you know, Mario Williams and uh, uh, maybe Jordan Addison there mm-hmm. too. I mean, I mean, how can you, how can you vote for anybody else? I think Chris Hummer is going to tell you how because he's got the guy that I am leading the fan club for. Hummer, who's going to New York that's a transfer portal prospect? Jameer Gibbs, baby. Yes, sir. You know, I mean, okay, I will say this about Jameer Gibbs. The first week he was on campus at Alabama, the first week, so they were prepping for the national championship game. I was getting feedback from those on campus that Jameer Gibbs was making people look silly. People called him a freak. And to be considered a freak at Alabama is a different level of freak. So Jameer Gibbs, like somebody who was at Georgia Tech the last two seasons, was very successful at Georgia Tech, but quietly under the radar because it was happening at Georgia Tech. He's going to be on the sta- biggest stage at Alabama, and he's going to be an elite running back. And it's not just that he's an elite rusher of the football. He is one of the best pass-catching backs in college football. I think he has the potential... I don't want to go this far. I think he's the potential to have 1,000-plus rushing yards and at least 700 receiving yards this year and, like, 40-plus catches. I think he's going to be Bryce Young's favorite target for a lot of cases. Like, when they need a completion and a big situation, I think Jameer Gibbs is going to be one of the people Bryce Young looks to. And I think he's got all the potential in the world to be in New York City. And it, Bryce Young could take votes, don't get me wrong, but it was just two years ago when we saw Mac Jones, Najee Harris, and Devontae Smith all finish in the top five of the Heisman voting. Jameer Gibbs could easily go to New York if he has a season I expect him to. And I, I just really love Jameer Gibbs for this spot. I think he's going to have a heck of a run. And you you should take those Heisman odds now if you can get him at plus uh, one or really high odds right now. I've seen him as low as like <laughs> whatever that number is, right? 1,000 at this rate. Yeah. So, hey, so. we both love him, Chris. And I'm really excited about the season he can put together. And hey, if transfer tackle Tyler Steen doesn't work out, Bryce Young's got to get that ball out quick. Who better to get it to than a one Jameer Gibbs? All right, gentlemen, that was a whole lot of fun. I think this is a whole lot of interesting discussion, but there's one or two more that I want to touch on before we get out of here. Your favorite transfer portal haul overall, when we're talking about a singular class, who is that for you, Chris? I mean, we just talked about Jameer Gibbs. It has to be Alabama. And it, yeah. it's honestly not even fair for Alabama to be able to go on the portal the way it has, given the way it recruits. But they got Jameer Gibbs, our number one running back. They got Eli Ricks, our number one cornerback, and somebody who I think is going to be a first-round pick. Jermaine Burden and Tyler Harrell at wide receiver. Two sub four or five guys who are going to make that offense better instantly. One coming from Georgia, one coming from Louisville. And Tyler Steen, as you just mentioned, is going to be an upgrade at tackle for them. They have like five of the top 50 players in the portal, I believe. Nick Saban just kind of does what he wants um, in recruiting, and he's doing it again with transfers. I think he warned everybody a couple years ago that if you're going to make the transfer portal into what it is, um, Alabama will compete in that way. And we've seen it that this offseason. They had a couple holes that they needed to fill, and they filled every one of them with great players. Yeah, going from Alabama to an Alabama disciple, Clint, Steve Sarkeesian is doing some pretty special things at Texas, especially when we talk about the transfer portal. I really 
really liked what he did in, in, in Texas and, and obviously getting Quinn Ewers and, and uh, the other players who they got, Ajay Hall, Jaleel Billingsley. Isaiah Nair, Isaiah, baby. Isaiah, <laughs> Isaiah Nair. I mean, you could uh, you can go down the list. But, they, I mean, they got one five-star, three four-stars, and one three-star. So five total commitments. And, and uh, I think that they addressed the needs that they needed. You know, Ryan Watts from, from Ohio State. I mean, he's he's a really good player. I just, I, I really liked, uh, you know, the, the needs that they addressed in the portal. Yeah, a lot of interesting stuff. And obviously they may not be done. We'll see what Texas continues to do to fill out that roster and try and contend for the Big 12 in 2022. But so far, so good when we talk about the Longhorns and the Burnt Orange. All right, Chris, before we get you out of here, this is something that I think we overlook in the college football world. One of those halls that maybe gets under addressed, but you certainly love is UCLA's. And it's because of a bigger picture topic. UCLA may not have what we talk about all the time in terms of future professionals out of the transfer portal, but they got a lot of college production potentially, and you like that a lot. Why? Yeah, I I certainly don't think there's any first-rounders coming out of this UCLA transfer hall, which is a 12-player class. But I do think UCLA probably added seven to eight starters in the transfer portal, which is huge in this era. And that's I think that's the value of the transfer portal if you're smart about it. You might not get the number one, number two, number three player in the country, but you can get better. And I think UCLA is a really good example of one of those programs that meticulously got better via the transfer portal. They've done a really nice job with their evaluations. They've plugged a lot of holes. And I think UCLA and schools like UCLA, and there are a couple that have done a really nice job in the portal this year without landing superstars. UCLA lost a ton of production to the NFL. UCLA lost some production of the portal. But I think they did an admirable job of filling holes and creating a scenario where not only can UCLA keep up the pace it was at last year with eight wins, I think there's a scenario with Dorian Thompson Robinson coming back at quarterback and a lot of other key pieces that UCLA could be even better next year. And that wouldn't have been possible pre-transfer portal era. So I just think UCLA is a great example of what's possible in the transfer portal, even if you're not landing those day one NFL superstars. That's the type of insight, perspective, and coverage you should always look for when we talk about the 24-7 Sports Transfer Portal. Chris, tell everybody at home how they can keep up with you and everything you're doing regarding the action in the transfer portal. Uh, My Twitter handle is Chris underscore Hummer, and we have the best transfer portal coverage out there, 24-7 Sports. Just keep it locked in with us. Check out the 24-7 Sports Twitter account as well for all updates regarding portal activity. But Chris, I want to say thanks for joining us, man. Always fun. Yeah, love to. All right, when we come back, hey, we're going to talk about some of the risers and we're going to close out the show. Whole lot of fun so far on the 24-7 Sports Transfer Portal special. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the 24-7 Sports Transfer Portal special. Thanks a ton to Chris Hummer for joining us on the show, but we're going to close it out with Clint and I talking about the rankings process and a little bit more. Clint, when you're going through this thing, you identify some guys that you want to rise up in the rankings. And I know one guy you're really excited about, Trey Benson at Florida State. Yeah, he comes from Oregon, and he brings a lot to the table at the running back position. You know, he's got downfield burst, speed, power. I think he can be a big part of that that, uh, Seminole offense. There was a, a lot of great reports about him coming out of Tallahassee and I mean they're they're really excited about about this addition um, in the transfer portal you know I think that that uh, he can be a you know mid-round NFL talent I think that's that's the upside
side that he has. Um, he was he was hurt last year. He was banged up a little bit. Mm -hmm. So it'll be a, 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 a could be a big year for him. Let me ask you this: level of concern you have regarding Trey Benson, his production, and then Florida State's offensive line. Well, that's that was factored into to you know his ranking a, a little bit. But he has the ability to break tackles to kind of create on his own. You know, he's so explosive. You know, but I I like what he can do. You know, so so we'll see. Third down ability is something you also mentioned regarding yep. Benson. I'm interested to see how it all combines and produces for Florida State in 2022. Moving from him to another guy who might get the ball a ton, but in a different location, Tyler Harrell, the wide receiver going from Louisville to Alabama. The Crimson Tide got a good one here, Clinton. He's got burner speed. Absolutely. I mean, he. I have in my notes that he has he gone type of speed. <laughs> and uh, there wasn't much production last year with him, but but when there was, he changed the scoreboard. Mm. You know, he was he has that that kind of deep speed that you want. He he replaces a lot of that speed that that Jamison Williams uh, uh, left from from Alabama. You know, he could have a huge year with Bryce Young as his as his quarterback. Uh, this kid is an absolute jet. Um, yeah. with, with the ball in his hand. And I like the fact, too, that you mentioned Bryce Young, his quarterback. He also gets a little bit of pressure off his shoulders with guys like Jermaine Burton already there, another transfer portal wide receiver who's still in our top 10. I really like Harold going to Alabama. I think it's a massive addition for the Crimson Tide that maybe not a lot of ton of people are talking about right now. Mm -hmm. Now, let's talk about something that a ton of people are talking about right now. O'Shawn Mathis, the defensive end, headed to Nebraska with a pretty paycheck. Obviously, NIL played a massive role in his transfer portal recruitment. He goes to the Cornhuskers with a whole lot of money and high expectations, I think it's fair to say he has something to prove. Absolutely. You want to see more sack production from him. I think he had four sacks this past season, um, but I think he could have a huge year, a 10-plus sack season. He's got that type of ability. You know, I like also, you know, he's going to the Big Ten, and he's got to be able to set a physical edge, and, yeah. and I think that that he can do that. Um, he, he's got a, a deep bag of athletic traits. He's exactly what you want on the edge. You know, I, I think that he has second, third round abilities. Mm -hmm. So there, there's a big upside with him and, and um, I'll be excited to, to watch him. And they just year. needed it. I mean, they yeah. needed some, not only depth, but they needed a star along that defensive line. And I mm -hmm. think not only does he have to fulfill both of those roles, which adds into something he's got to prove, he has a lot of money. And then I think you bring up a great point. He's in a tough division in the Big Ten, not necessarily in terms of competition, but play style. He's going to see teams like Wisconsin, Iowa have to set that edge and prove that not only he can pass rush well, you mentioned four sacks, but he's got to produce in the run game too for some TFLs. Absolutely. And I, he, they need him to have a big year, and I think that he will. I think that he'll, he'll come through. I really like the kid, and, and uh, you know, he's he, he's got everything you want as an edge player. And I know you and Chris Hummer, who obviously joined us early in the show, went to bat for him. It'll be interesting to see how his season plays out in 2022, but that's how this show plays out. This is the 24-7 Sports Transfer Portal Special. Thanks a ton for watching, and thanks to my guy, Clint Brewster, right here. Absolutely. For joining, man. A whole lot of fun. You guys can head to 247sports.com for all things college football, college football recruiting, and of course, the 24 7 Sports Transfer Portal rankings. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, be safe. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.